Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Jason Munch from the Commercial Appeal, scheduled to join the show here in about 20 minutes. Kelly Sander later in the program as well. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of this program and Southern Miss Athletics. And we're proud to say there are good friends down near the mall in Hattiesburg. They cook delicious food seven days a week. You can enjoy it in the dining room, in the drive through They'll even deliver it to your house. But if you have a taste for barbecue, there's no other choice. Dickey's Barbecue. And we thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. Heath Hinton is the proprietor of Big Gold Nation. He uh, keeps up uh, really well with Southern Miss Sports. He's on the show right now. Heath, I I know a lot of people were disappointed uh, Sunday afternoon with that dramatic loss uh, to uh, Louisiana Tech. But now that I've had time to digest everything, I look at our RPI as 16 in the nation. I don't really recall when it was that high. Uh, We have a higher RPI than just to name a few schools, Miami, LSU, Florida, Arizona State, and Louisville. Uh, we have a schedule that if you look ahead, we should be favored in every game we play the rest of the year. I think Southern Miss is in pretty good shape right now. Yes, I do too. And, and look, there's a lot of baseball left to be played. But when you look at what happened this past weekend between Southern Miss and LaTeX, a series that I, I dare somebody to find a series in college baseball that was better than that four-game series. That was some of the best baseball I've seen. I mean, you if you watch that baseball game and you weren't sweating by the end of every game because <laughs> of what was going on, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the game. I mean, it was a roller coaster ride. It was uh, it was what college baseball is great: uh, hitting, timely hitting, great defensive plays, two strike hit. Uh, teams down to their last outs getting on base and creating something. Guys coming off the bench hitting big-time home runs that haven't hit a home run this year. Uh, it was just everything you could want in a uh, college baseball game. You made such a and great a analogy to me, too, before we went on the air. Re- repeat what you just said about the old crusty bulldog and the young puppy. Yeah, that's what you had this weekend. You had the uh, old bulldogs that uh, Louisiana Tech that has six six-year seniors that all came back to play together to you know to to make a mark this season, and then you've got the the young pup or the young eagles, as you'd like to say, were eighty percent of the team's freshmen and sophomore. So it was kind of like a dichotomy of two teams that are in two different places, but both of them really good. If you're a Southern Miss fan, you really like being really good right now too, because let me tell you something: the future is bright for Southern Miss. Can you say that about La Tech? I don't know. They've probably got some good young players, but 
Southern Miss is getting it done going toe-to-toe with that team with a bunch of guys who haven't even really played a full year of uh, uh, D1 baseball yet. Yeah. So you got to be proud if you're a Southern Miss fan. you got to be happy about what's coming up. Exactly right. All right, Luke, get in the conversation. Heath, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the RPI. Um, we're at 16, eighth strengths of schedule. But coming up, I mean, how many how many games can you lose in the next uh, 16? Oh, uh, F- FAU's the only one. I think they're at 81 this week. Middle Tennessee and Rice are in the 200s. Western Kentucky's below 150. I haven't looked at Southeastern Louisiana. But, I mean, Eagles got to, you know, run the table because, you know, if you lose – won a series, you've got four losses, especially to Western Kentucky and, and uh, everybody but FAU. You'll have three losses for against, uh, you know, 150 and below teams. You can't really afford that down the stretch. No, I mean, you're, you're looking at go 14-2, uh, something like that. 14, you've got you've to really have a great season down the stretch. And the, another reason you got to keep doing that is you've also got to remember – Seeding purposes. Now, I know Conference USA, they're going with the top two teams are, are going to get the bye. And look, a lot of people on that, ODU and Charlotte, who are really, I guess they are the top two right now with La Tech three, Southern Miss and four. ODU and Charlotte got to play each other eight times in the next two weeks. Those two teams ain't going to have those records for much longer. So, uh, yeah, you just got to keep playing baseball. You've got to take three or four. You got to get the sweeps. You got to beat midweeks when you got Southeastern Louisiana. You can't let that game fall. And uh, look at the schedule going forward: Western Kentucky, you get Rice. You got to go to Rice, Middle Tennessee State, and then close it down the road. FAU, and you know FAU had big hopes this year. They're going to be playing for something down the stretch. Those aren't going to be easy games. So there's still a lot of tough baseball left to play. And you're right, Luke. You've got to win these games because of RPI. If you want to have a chance, Charlotte at four, Charlotte at fourteen and two, Old Dominion thirteen and three. They're obviously going to lose more. Louisiana Tech twelve and four, game and a half against Southern Miss. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Everybody not pulled together, them separating the East and the West. He thought I want to shift to, to basketball before um, before we run out of time with you today. I allow you to, to talk about this. Big news, Tyler Stevenson's transferring. Eagles uh, get a big transfer. We talked about Isaiah Moore a little bit. But we talked about how there was going to be turnover on this roster and now four players in the in the uh, the portal. Yeah, it's a sign of the times. It's what the NCAA's done with these new rules. Uh, when you give people a chance to transfer without having to sit out when there's no punishment has to be made to sit out, what do you think is going to happen? The Power Fives aren't going to go to JUCOs and get players anymore. They're going to go to the Group of Fives and get players. Uh, it almost seems like, you know, the those blue-chip high school guys, not many of them are going to go pro, uh, college, uh, those power fives. They're going to have to go, you know, the group of fives. And what's going to happen is coaches like Jay Ladner are going to have to recruit his players that he already has here just as much as he's recruiting another guy to come in and play. And then you're going to have to fill pieces in with guys that are leaving the school for whatever reason. It's it's a tough situation because you're not going to see as many players go down as you're going to see players go up, mm. and uh, it just it leads to too many chances for schools to, you know, I hate to say it, but to throw money out there is to get them to come to school. Not that they've never done that, which they have, 
But I'm just saying, it, it just leads to that. This opens the door for that to happen. I think the NCAA made a terrible decision. Yeah, who could think that's a how, good how idea? How big is it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So how big is it? Set it for us. How big is it that Tyler Stevenson's leaving? Does Isaiah Moore plug and play? Are the Eagles better uh, without Stevenson and with Moore? Obviously, it'd be awesome if both of them were there. How, how does that figure? Is he is he the answer for Stevenson leaving? You would think you'd hope so. A guy that put uh, what twenty six and fourteen up at Georgetown, six ten guy, maybe a little more versatile, shoots a three at a thirty percent clip. It is. But the one thing about Tyler leaving that a lot of people don't think about is. The coaches at Southern Miss put so much time into getting him better. When he first got here, he wasn't on scholarship. He wasn't, you know, let's just be honest, he wasn't that good. Worked with the coaches over a couple of off-seasons. They did some things with him uh, and got him better. Worked, put a lot of time into him, and now, you know, just takes off and goes. All right, Heath, what, what, is your, what do your sources tell you is the reason he's pulled the surprise move? Uh, if we understand, he, uh, you know, wants to play at a bigger level. Wants to play at a bigger level. Uh, that's what it is. But you also want to go, hey, you know, you kind of want to put the warning signs out. And, you know, Gabe Watson did that, too. And what happened to him? He's back in the portal again. The yeah. grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah, uh, he, I think he averaged two minutes a game or something like that, Luke. It wasn't much at all. And he was, and, he was our best player. So yeah, is, you know, you bring up a great point. Is Stevenson going to play wherever he goes? If he does, he's not going to play. You know, he's not going to get thirty minutes. He's not going to play thirty-three minutes a game like he was here. I don't see that happening. Right. Um, it's just uh, the grass isn't always greener. Just because you can go somewhere doesn't mean you need to. You go from a big fish in a small pond to uh, you know. To a nice size white perch in a lake, <laughs> a big lake, <laughs> a big lake. Um, I mean, that's what's happened to him now. So, I'm not saying he's not going to have great success. He might. He's a hard worker. He, he could go in there and you know put twenty and ten up every game. But it's just, man, that's a tough way to take a chance on something like that. But go. a lot of these kids, are they going to take chances? Or they've already talked to people? Because some kids are just not going to leave without having some type of assurance. That's a big gamble if you're just going to leave somewhere and you're you're that good without some type of assurance out there with me. All right, Heath Hinton, how do people subscribe to Big Gold Nation? I just go to southernmiss.rivals.com, Google Big Gold Nation, and uh, join us and have a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, of course, we'll have our baseball conversations this week. Uh, got some stuff coming up with Coach Ladner. Uh, football just did an article Will Hall football talking about the spring so a lot of things going on recruiting juniors give you a good Will Hall quote right quick yeah juniors they might not commit but I like to go into uh, recruiting with a and a hundred yard dash with a twenty yard lead so uh, one of the best quotes I've heard all year so. all right. Heath Hinton everybody Big Gold Nation thanks Heath we'll talk to Heath again next Tuesday Jason Montz from the Commercial Appeal of Memphis is back Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joining us uh, in the first segment of the show. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. I was in there this morning. 
Kathleen, friendly and wonderful as always. Be nice to her when you go in Campus Bookmark, please. They're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You can shop them online at campusbookmart.net. Jason Muntz is no stranger to our listening audience, despite the fact that he now works for the Commercial Appeal way up in North Mississippi, well, actually in Memphis. He's on the Eagle Hour right now. Jason, do you live in Memphis or North Mississippi? Uh, hey, Bob, I, I actually uh, live in South Haven. That's where we make, a little, uh, make our home in, uh, in South Haven. I got you. Uh, top, part of, top part of the state, but, uh, but you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we've been working uh, here for the most part since last, what was it, last March. But, right, uh, right. Yeah, so that's where we're at. Not a lot of Golden Eagles up there, am I right? I, I, you know, there's actually more than I expected there to be. Okay. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, driving, uh, tooling around town, you'll see every once in a while a, 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 a Golden Eagle logo on a, on a license plate or a sticker or something on on a window. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly uh, not as many as um, what I was used to. Right. Um, <laughs> but still, but still more than I expected to see. Well, good. That, that is that is good. Well, good. All right. Well, look, we're glad to have you on the show. Uh, University of Memphis and Southern Miss, a football rivalry for 63 years known as the Black and Blue Bowl. They played so many times, Jason, that when it started, Southern Miss was Mississippi Teachers College. Then it went to Mississippi Southern. Memphis was Memphis State. Then it went to Memphis. And it all ended when Memphis went to the American Athletic Conference. But you uh, you recently tweeted there there is some talk that that series may be resuming. Can you uh, can you elaborate? Yeah. So um, in talking to uh, you know sources, um, it, it was brought to my attention somewhat recently that uh, discussions uh, sort of between the two sides uh, have been uh, are, are are happening. Um, you know, I, I was uh, first under the impression that a deal was done, and I think that's what I put out on Twitter uh, last week, that a, that a deal was actually in place um, for the series to be resumed. And then uh, the, the the source that I was talking to sort of backtracked a little bit and, and, and said that it was it was actually uh, not, you know, a done deal, that, that it was um, – Essentially, it was just both sides were having discussions with with one another about uh, resuming the series, and so. But the, the impression that I got was that uh, that you know that it's it's further along than just um, you know than just uh, cursory conversations. You know, it's not just uh, hey, uh, how's it going? Do you want to? Do you want to do this, or, or do you not want to do this? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. It, it's a little bit further along than that, from what I've gathered. Um, and that, and and as recently as yesterday, uh, discussions are still uh, ongoing uh, between Memphis and Southern Miss. And uh, in talking to various other folks, it 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 has brought to my attention that um, that these talks uh, are usually. You know the, those cursory conversations that I that I alluded to before are, you know, kind of always, um, you know, being had. That Memphis and Southern Miss usually always check in with each other, in some form or fashion, uh, from a scheduling standpoint, 
um, just over the years, you know, since they stopped playing. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, it never usually goes anywhere. Uh, but it seems like, uh, based on what I'm hearing, that uh, that things are moving along, um, you know, further than I would say they've been again since they since they stopped playing. Right. Luke, you played in several of those games. Uh, how much would you like to see the Black and Blue Bowl resumed? Luke, what's up? I loved it. What's up, Munzi? Good to have you back home, brother. How you doing? This is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, man. So glad we were. Bob told me you were coming on this week. We're glad to have you on. And yeah, this this series meant so much to me as a player. Uh, because, you know, there's some years if, if we were always trying to go to Memphis to play in Liberty Bowl and if we got to play there early, it was, it was really, ha- really awesome. You know, over the years, Jason, because you covered Southern Miss, you know what this, this meant also, but kind of it's been the trajectory of two different programs. I, I was doing the math uh, right before you came on. 65 wins for Memphis since they played Southern Miss last in, in 2012, and this has been a really, really good Memphis program the last few years, and you know what's kind of the perception now, you know, of of Southern Miss, or I guess where Memphis came from. I know you've only been on the beat really for a year, but you know, uh, it just seems like the American has really, really helped Memphis out. Well, without a doubt. I mean, Memphis has been the last what three, four ish seasons has it's been the best they've ever been. Um, you know, culminating uh, what in the uh, in, in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, a couple of years ago yeah. um, against Penn State. So, um, you know, they, they and, and, you know, really in, ta- in terms of the series itself, in terms of the Southern Miss- Memphis series itself, the tide started to sort of turn, um, you know, back uh, before, before the series ended. You know, it was like Southern Miss dominated it for so long. And then all of a sudden you look up in like 2000. 13 and 14 and and you know the last couple of times they played and Memphis really um, started to, to make up some ground uh, whereas Southern Miss was kind of going in the opposite direction um, but uh, yeah no the, Memphis has certainly benefited from uh, the move to the American Conference and uh, they they are at a point now where um, you know they're they're considered one of the better uh, uh, group of five programs in the country. Now, I don't, I don't get the sense. You know, I, I, we'll see how long that lasts. I, I think that uh, there's only there there are very few uh, group of five programs that can, in this day and age, uh, like maintain that level sure. of of play for. Uh, extended periods of time, and and I think that Memphis is probably due to to come back down to earth a little bit um, here over the next couple of seasons. But um, no, I, I I I the sense that I get from the folks around here is there there's actually uh, sort of two schools of thought. You know, there's actually there's the side that would love to see this series resume. Uh, just because of the tradition and because of the the, the history uh, that, that's attached to it and all that stuff, and there's the side that's that may have only recently become fans because of how good the program has gotten, and, and they feel like uh, playing teams like Arkansas State, like Southern Miss, like Louisiana Monroe, you know, like uh, some of these games that 
that Memphis um, has either had on the schedule in the last couple of seasons or has on the schedule for the next season or two. I, I mentioned Arkansas State, UTSA is in there, North Texas. These are teams that Memphis plays within the next couple of years, and I think there's a segment of the fan base here who's like, you know, if we want to truly elevate ourselves to where we want to get and where we want to stay, we need to play fewer of those types of games and more of the types of games against, say, for instance, Mississippi State or Florida State. That game got announced today. Uh, Memphis is going to Florida State in 2024. Um, So I, I think you know, there, there there is a side that wants to see more of those games and less of the games against Southern Miss, whereas there is a pretty uh, healthy um, portion of the fan base that is, like, all for getting Southern Miss back on the schedule. Well, Bob, you know it could be they don't want us back on the schedule because they got that booty beat so much when we played them. <laughs> there for a while, that was true. Yeah, the- <laughs> no, but 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 jokingly, but jokingly, I mean, when you Jason pointed it out, Bob, whenever you look back, I mean, Southern Miss dominated the series. College football is in a different place. Both football programs are a different place. I get it, but forty to twenty-two overall with Southern Miss, Bob. Yeah, no question, Jason. We're going to ask you to. Are you in a big hurry? I, I think the conversation is a good one, and we'd like to hold you over for a little bit of the next segment. Does that work for you? I am in no hurry whatsoever, especially for you guys. Okay, well, we appreciate that. We've got about 40 seconds left, so I may interrupt you and let you finish this thought on the other side of the segment. But uh, you you talked about how beneficial it's been for Memphis to get to the uh, ACC. How damaging has it been for Southern Miss not to have been one of the schools that uh, got selected? Because it seems like, Jason, all of our old rivals are now playing in that conference in football. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any question that, uh, and I'm not so sure as much if it's if it's the fact that Southern Miss didn't wasn't able to make the move to another conference as much as it is what has happened to the conference that Southern Miss is in, Conference USA. What has happened to that conference since since the the, the the exodus of the teams like Memphis and Tulane and East right. Carolina and Houston. Right. Um, I think. I think it. You know. There's. It's like a chicken or the egg argument. Right. All right. Uh, we're talking to Jason Munt's commercial appeal. He's agreed to a hold on through this uh, five minute break. It's a little long, Jason, but we're going to be back with you and continue our conversation about where is Southern Miss now. Jason has a great perspective, having covered the Golden Eagle program for so long, and now. Uh, covering uh, the Memphis Tiger football program. Where is the Golden Eagle football program? What has to happen to get it back to a level it was in previous years? Jason Munts, Commercial Appeal on the Eagle Hour. Don't go anywhere. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, for our third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It was Hamburger Steak Day. I know I always tell you this about after the fact, but you, you need to go ahead and mark it on your calendar. And you should also wake up every day, go to Facebook, go to the 4th Street Bar and Grill Facebook page, and see what the menu is. They usually put it up a few hours before lunch. 
Uh, tomorrow should be chicken fried chicken, and Thursday is going to be pork chop, and then always on Friday, Bob Getty fried catfish Friday, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Trivia back this week, tomorrow night, so go see our friends over there. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Happy to be visiting with our friend Jason Muntz of the Commercial Appeal up in Memphis. And, uh, Jason, you were talking about, um, you know, the the state really of Conference USA, how Memphis has – you know, gone up uh, because of the American Southern Miss in Conference USA. Just let you finish that thought and continue that thought. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was kind of I just I, I've thought about this a lot over the years, and it just seems to me that it, it may not be as much about you know the fact that Southern Miss hasn't uh, you know a lot of people feel like Southern Miss got left behind um, when when there was that conference realignment and. That, that, you know, it's no coincidence that the trajectory of the program sort of took a downward turn as, uh, as they remained in Conference USA, uh, you know, and, and so many of the others that were, you know, that, that was in there with them, SMU, USF, UCF, Memphis, Houston, Tulane, East Carolina, uh, so many of those left. But I'm not so, yeah, I'm, I'm just not so sure that that it wasn't it wasn't it may not have necessarily been the fact that that Southern Miss got got you know stayed in Conference USA as much as it was what Conference USA did or did not do um, after it lost all those after that mass exodus you know Conference USA not throwing any shade at Conference USA. I think they did the best they could do um, with what they, with, with the cards that they were dealt, you know, by going out and getting um, Louisiana Tech uh, to join the conference and um, UTSA and North Texas, um, you know, uh, Western Kentucky. I, I think they did uh, the best they could do at the time, but as, as, as the years have gone by, I think if they had to do it over again, I think there would be a lot of things that Conference USA would do differently if they had to do it over again. And uh, yeah, I just think some of the some of the moves that the league made just did not. Um, while they may have been in the best interest of the league of Conference USA at the time, I think it's 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 been. I don't know if proven is the right word, but it's been uh, uh, at least illustrated here and there that it not only probably wasn't the best thing for the for Conference USA in the long run, it also uh, wasn't exactly beneficial to you know programs like Southern Miss. Um, mm. You know, as as again as time as as time has gone on, so I don't. I don't. I'm still not uh, convinced that. While I do think that if had Southern Miss been one of the teams that that got out of Conference USA, uh, like those other teams, that that things you know things would would probably have have uh, transpired differently, and 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 we might not be having this type of conversation. I also think if Conference USA had done a, a few other things differently, uh, that that. That Southern Miss would be in a, in a better place, and and the entire league would be in a better place than it is today. And it is your opinion, Jason. That I heard you right that Southern Miss did attempt 
to be included in that group of schools that left for the American Athletic Conference and has attempted to find a home outside of Conference USA? I mean, from what I've been told after I took over on the beat, which was in it was Todd Munkin's first year, so I think that was 2013, uh, based on what I was told, you know, in the years after that, after me joining, the, getting getting put on the beat, um, I know that every time there was, you know, some sort of opportunity uh, for Southern Miss to um, potentially join another conference, you know, move up, so to speak, I, I know that, that there were, that, that the administration at Southern Miss um, at least, at the very least, uh, put together a proposal. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think there were at least there was at least uh, an, uh, some sort of effort made. I don't know how far you know down the road it ever got. You know, maybe they put together a proposal and and went before the uh, whatever conference it might have been, and then the conference you know may have told them thanks, but no thanks pretty early on, and then that was it. But. Uh, but I do know, based on conversations that I've had, that since you know, since that initial um, mass exodus, uh, where all the teams left Conference USA for the American Conference, that um, that there have, whenever there has been a quote-unquote opportunity that Southern Miss has at least put together a proposal. Now, uh, it sounds like based on uh, some things that Luke was saying during the break, that, that initial, um, that initial. You know, when there was an opportunity that those other schools took, uh, that, you know, that, that the SMU and the Houston and the Tulane, that when when they moved, when all those schools moved, uh, that that Southern Miss might not have necessarily um, done everything they could have to be part of that group, uh, and and I and I believe Luke a hundred percent, but I just wasn't I wasn't on the beat at that time and. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I don't, uh, you know, can't really speak to that. But uh, again, you know, if there's ever been opportunities since then, for instance, the American uh, Conference lost UConn this past uh, within the last year or whatever it's been. I forget exactly when UConn left, but uh, the American has not yet replaced them. Um, has not yet. Uh, they're, they've got eleven schools. Uh, in their in the conference right now, and I know that Southern Miss um, has, at the very least, thrown their hat into the ring. Uh, you know how far again, how far that that uh, how far that ball got down the hill. I'm not 100 percent right. sure. Luke, finish up the conversation with Jason. So, so Jason, um, it, you know Memphis in in the American and the American, I guess for the most part, has been been fairly stable. You talked about them losing one team, um, just for kicks and giggles. Southern Miss would be a good fit for the American uh, because on on this show we've kind of consigned ourselves to the fact that we should just get some mega conference between the Sun Belt and Conference USA. It'd be an absolutely wonderful baseball conference. But if if the call were ever came in our pipe dream of a universe, Southern Miss in the Big Three basketball, baseball, and football would they be a good fit for the American where they're at now? I believe so. Uh, you know, I know that we, again, we were talking during the break about how important or, you know, how much of a factor it was, uh, back in 2013 or 14, whenever the, the, the split happened, 
um, how important, how much of a factor uh, the media market size, um, the market size was for for you know each of these institutions. Uh, I'm not. I don't think you know with streaming nowadays and all that stuff. I don't know that that is necessarily as big a deal as it once was. I think it's still a big deal, um, but I don't know that it's as big a deal. And I think that probably plays in Southern Miss's favor. I mean, you know, let's face it, Hattiesburg is not the size of New Orleans, Houston, uh, Dallas. Uh, you know, these schools, Orlando, Tampa. It's not the same. It's not the same size market. Cincinnati, uh, throw them in there too, but um, even Temple up in Philly. So it's not the same size uh, as, as those, you know, there's not as many available TV sets in Hattiesburg and in the, in the surrounding areas there is in those places. But, again, I'm not sure how much that matters anymore with, uh, with the way stream, you know, people are cutting cords and going to streaming and, uh, you know, Watching games on Facebook and that sort of stuff, that sort of thing. So, uh, I think that it would be beneficial that Southern Miss would be a good option for both for the league, and I think if they were to join the league, it would be it would be really good for Southern Miss. Um, I think Southern Miss would be one of the top two or three baseball uh, schools in the league. I mean, East Carolina is pretty good right now. Um, usually. You know, Cincinnati's not bad. Uh, some of these other schools are not, are not you know, they, they field some competitive teams. But uh, where Southern Miss is year in and year out baseball-wise, I think they would be uh, right there. Um, I think you would have uh, a football situation where, you know, given the uh, – given, given, you know, the bottom line, if, if, if uh, Southern Miss got into the American, their, their financial bottom line would benefit and uh, when that happens, you, you, you tend to get a better uh, football program. And so I think that that would be, um, you know, they would, they would help the American in terms of football. Basketball, you know, it, it, Southern Miss is a work in progress right now. Right. So. Jason, fascinating conversation. We greatly appreciate your time. Uh, you're welcome here anytime, and uh, we'll be calling on you again soon. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, this was fun. I appreciate it, you guys. All right, Jason Muntz, everybody. Now with the commercial appeal of the big city of Memphis, longtime sports writer, of course, for the Hattiesburg American. We appreciate uh, his input. Interesting conversation about uh, the American Athletic Conference and where Southern Miss is these days. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Great conversation with Jason Munns, our good friend up at the Commercial Appeal in Memphis, now covering the Memphis Tigers as a beat writer. Appreciate his time on the Eagle Hour today. Fascinating conversation about the American, about Conference USA, and the potential. Uh, looks like it's it's going to happen, uh, future football series for Southern Miss and Memphis. Um, just kind of a bookend on that. I was actually supposed to propose to Lauren against the uh, after the Memphis game my senior year. I kicked an onside kick with 50 seconds left. We didn't recover it. We got beat by two, so I had to push it back to Tulane the next week. But black and blue games, certainly uh, very, very fond in my memory. Hey, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios. Appreciate you being on the Eagle Hour with us uh, today. 
Fourth segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. A couple news and notes. Uh, Kelly Sander is joining us on the phone before we get to him. Just a couple news and notes. Softball back on the diamond today at 6 p.m. in Hattiesburg at the Southern Miss Softball Complex taking on South Alabama. Lady Eagles 20-19 and 19 overall. Uh, the Lady Jaguars 13-8. and eight. Southern Miss is 4-5-1 and one, uh, when facing the Jaguars in Hattiesburg. First pitch set for 6 p.m. Lady Eagles uh, had a little weather delay uh, down in Florida for the Conference USA Championships. They're currently in fifth place. And uh, so the, the second round, a little delay, and uh, they will go again tomorrow for the third round. And then finally, Sarah Mednick of women's tennis, been named to the Conference USA's all-academic team. She's got a 4.0. She also was the Conference USA Athlete of the Week for the week of March 24th. Thursday, Lady Eagles will be uh, going to the Conference USA Championships in Denton, Texas, 9 a.m. match against Middle Tennessee. Uh, Kelly Sander, were, were your grades ever like Sarah Mednick's, any 4.0 in any semester for, for Sander? Luke, I know the answer to your question is no, and I'm kind of chilling today, dude. Uh, just taking it real easy because, you know, you know what the date is, right? Hush. Hush. <laughs> you... 420. <laughs> no, look, I, I wanted to come. I, I heard your guys' great conversation with Jason Munt. And, you know, I, I, the comment I, that I want to make about, and this is a direct shot really at that conference USA leadership back in the day, in the sense that when it was the old Metro Conference, all right, in basketball, and the leadership at that time knew that the bell cow of the Metro Conference was Louisville. All right, so you did whatever you needed to do to make Louisville happy because they were the first domino and they were the tallest domino. And things that they would do to make Louisville happy, and this is true, you can go back and research it, but Denny Crum never wanted to play Southern Miss on a Saturday uh, in Louisville or in Hattiesburg because the Saturday games for Louisville were always their, their national televised you know, type games, and they knew that Southern Miss would never be a, a nationally televised game. So they used Saturday games, um, you know, for for, market, for their, their big money, and Denny Crum would always say, well, we'll play, you know, Southern Miss on a Monday or a Tuesday night, things like that. You go back and look, Southern Miss and Louisville never played on Saturday. That's what Denny Crum wanted. So they were always going to Denny Crum saying, what can we do to make you guys happy? Here's the point. But when all these other schools, if, if you're a leader, if you and you've got your family that you're in charge of, you've got to know what's going on with every member of your family. You've got to know what every school is thinking and what what they're not happy about, what they're happy about, and what you need to do to keep them. The fact that so many schools all left at once, you know, leads me to believe that somebody's not communicating with somebody because you try to head that off at the pass before it ever happens. You know, all of the schools leaving at once. And it can start by making sure that the top dog is taken care of, whoever that you deem that was. The Metro probably would have broken up a lot sooner than it would have had they not kissed the tail, so to speak, of Louisville. But business is business, and you had to keep Louisville happy. And so I just think somebody dropped the ball. You know, if if there's talk of leaving, talk that they're unhappy, you've got to know that that's taking place and you have to make corrections before it ever gets to a point of schools leaving any conference. Yes. 
Does that make sense? I mean, I think part of the mass exodus with Conference USA was because of the turnover in the in the, the Big East or the American. Like, that was the reason for it. And so they just gobbled up the next, uh, you know, eight teams that had the biggest media markets. And so what the, what the Sun Belt was then is what Conference USA is now. And so everybody just kind of with the bigger media markets moved up. And what was frustrating was those teams, most of those teams that moved up, uh, besides Tulane, East Carolina, and, and Memphis, had only been in Conference USA for like seven or eight years. They all came into the conference. Conference USA had the, had the turnover shift my senior year. That's when Central Florida came in, and that's when uh, Tulsa and, and SMU and those other schools came in. So the, the frustrating part was all of that happened because of the shift in college football, and so that because they had media markets, they just kind of moved up the ladder. But part of leadership is being is being proactive on things and not reactive. And you had to know there was a problem to begin with, that schools were wanting to leave. And then when you know they want to leave, okay, then you have the discussion, what will it take to keep you? And I just don't think that went, yep. those discussions went far enough if, if it took place at all. All right, great discussion today on the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Jason Muntz. also want to thank Heath Hinton and Kelly for joining us. Uh, the guys will have the show tomorrow. I'll be back Thursday, but they'll have uh, the professor and some other guests on the show tomorrow. Until then, everyone, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.